What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Many of you know, some of you don't, that I do get ready with me every single morning, Monday through Friday. And what that is, is an Instagram live where I answer all of your questions live on Instagram while I put my makeup on. I've gotten lots of DMs from you guys that are on the Pacific coast saying, oh my gosh, it's too early for me. I miss it every time. I'm so bummed. Where are the recordings? And we don't save the recordings. So per request, what we're going to do is take some of the best questions and answers from Get Ready With Me's and put them here on the podcast. So if you missed a Get Ready With Me, there's a really, really good chance that you're going to hear something that you needed listening to these episodes. So without further ado, here is a sneak peek of a Get Ready With Me. How do you avoid comparing yourself to others? I don't completely avoid comparing myself to others. And I don't know if this is something that ever goes away 100%. I don't know because I have not 100% been able to make this go away. We live in the world of social media now. This is the world that we live in, where is, especially if you're a business owner, it's it's really difficult to not be on it. Like I have people that are like, I'm just not going to be on social media. I'm just not going to do that. If If you do have a business and you want to help people with the products that you sell or the services that you have and you want to get people in the door, it is 100% necessary that you have some sort of social media virtual presence. Uh, If you don't and you really don't want to be on social media, then that's your choice and you don't have to be. And I think that this situation will be a lot easier for you. Um, But back in the day before social media, people were still comparing themselves to other people. That was the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses. You were comparing yourself to your neighbor's um, they got, they just got that car. You've got to get that car and keep up with them. Um, I remember before social media, it was like having, and it still does this, but it was like, you're comparing yourself to people in the magazines, right? Like all of the supermodels in the magazines. That's what we would do. We would get all of the fashion magazines or like Cosmo or 17 or Glamour. And we would be comparing ourselves to the, uh, retouched, beautiful versions of these models that were highly retouched. So we've been doing this forever. So we can't really blame social media for the fact that we're all comparing ourselves to each other. But just now it's like this thing that we kind of have to be on, especially if you're, you don't have to again, but many of us feel like we have to because most of the world is on our phones and most of the, most of the things that we do now are attached to social media. Um, I know you have to have a Facebook page in order to have a lot of different apps. Many of the wonderful communities that we're part of are on Facebook. So there's so many good, wonderful things that come from social media, but this is one of the things that we need to watch out for that you're constantly opening up your phone and seeing um, a snapshot of people's lives. You're not seeing the whole thing. You're not seeing the whole picture. You're not seeing what's really going on behind closed doors. You're seeing a snapshot. You're seeing what people want you to see. So you're seeing the very best, the very best moments of their life. And that's fabulous and wonderful. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think that that's your place to showcase all of the beautiful work you're doing in your business and your wonderful family and the great vacations that you're going on or, you know, to share your story or to share about your service or the results that you're getting people. What, what great free advertising. It's free. Amazing. Not just free advertising for your business, but free advertising for your life. 
uh, and your brand. You know, I, I mean, there's, I could go on and on and on about the positive things that happen as a result of social media. And I'm even seeing now parents are creating pages for their kids. And some people might disagree with this, but kids that are really great in sports and they might have a shot at playing professional sports one day and they need to be able to get into really great schools for that sport. I'm seeing parents create social media pages for their kids. Like, if their kid's really good at hockey, they create a hockey page for their kid on Instagram where it shows all of their amazing hockey skills and footage of them playing hockey because this is where the schools are going, the big colleges, to look at these potential kids to give them scholarships. And um, when they apply to schools, it's important that everybody has this personal brand now, even, even, even young kids. And some of you might disagree with me. But social media is something that we can't ignore. It's something that is is there. It's kind of like the difficulty of like, I've struggled with an eating disorder the majority of my life. And that's one of the most difficult addictions to break because we have to eat food. We have to eat food in order to survive. Uh, it's there every day and we have to do it. Now, again, we don't have to consume social media, but it is a big part of our life right now. And if you're watching this right now, it probably means that you are somebody that is building a brand or has a business or wants to create some impact in the world. So so having a social media presence or having a social media account is necessary for you. So there's going to be a big thing that comes into your life every day where you have a decision to make because you're going to get online and you're going to see a highlight reel of all of the people that you follow showcasing all of their greatest moments. And it is very, very easy to start comparing yourself. I would say that I probably do it a little bit every single day. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I will open my phone without even realizing I'm doing it. This is very bad telling you don't do this, but this is, I'm just going to be real with you and tell you the honest truth of what I know. I'm hoping my prayer is that if I can tell you what I do and relate to, it's going to make you feel less alone. And then we can go at this together. And I'm going to tell you what my intention is to help me and what I've been doing to stop comparing and to start, stop scrolling and to be more intentional with my social media use. But sometimes I will open my phone and 15 minutes later, uh, I, I felt great about myself. I felt great about everything. And then like, I'm scrolling. I don't even realize I'm doing it. I put my phone down and then I don't feel good about myself because I just started looking at people that I thought were doing everything that I was doing better than me, right? Like, oh, wait, I, I thought that what I was doing was fabulous, whatever it was. And then I looked online and I'm like, oh, but it's not as good as this. Or it's like, oh, I thought that I was having fun on my trip that I was on, but then I opened my social media and I see all of my friends at this other mastermind or at this other event that I wasn't invited to. And then I start feeling like shit and I'm comparing myself. Was I not good enough to be there? Right. Or it's like, I feel really great about the way that I look today. And then I open up social media and I see like beautiful Instagram models or something that were filtered and, and face tuned. And then I'm like, oh, you know, now I don't feel so good about myself. Now I need to go do whatever. I don't know. Fix myself. Right. Like it, it's just the world in which we live in. And it's normal. I find that it's normal. Maybe, listen, maybe somebody will come and say, no, Jen, that is not normal. And you are, um, you just need to stop looking at your phone. But I, I don't find that stopping looking at our phone is the answer to this. I think it's being more intentional with our social media use. So I, I told Chris actually a few days ago, I said in 2024, um, I, I'm not going to be scrolling. I'm not. It is like my goal, um, part of my best year blueprint. One of the things that I'm letting go of, and we'll talk about Bester Blueprint as we get closer, but one of my intentions for the new year is to let go of aimlessly scrolling. It is it, it has been my challenge that I have not succeeded at for a long time, and I'm going to succeed at it now. 
And my first step to succeeding at that is eliciting immense accountability. And the accountability is coming from my husband because I'm with him all the time. And he's already been doing it. Every time he sees me opening on my phone, he's like, don't scroll. I'm like, you're right. I'm not scrolling. So my goal is to always have an intention when I open my phone, always. And I love what Marie Forleo talks about. She says, create before you consume, create before you consume. So if I'm opening up my phone, I am never just opening it up to randomly scroll and check on people and look at people's pages. I'm not doing it. I'm opening up my phone to create something, whether that is to create a post, create a reel, create a comment on somebody very intentional's page that I was thinking about that day that I wanted to go visit and comment on, create DMs, respond to DMs, comment, uh, respond to comments on my page, share a story. I am not consuming anything until I create something first. And then if I've created something, then if I have a very specific page that I like to follow, that I like to consume content on, I can go to that page directly. But I think we get into trouble when we start aimlessly scrolling. So what I would tell you, Liz, is that how do you stop comparing yourself to others? I think that we're wired to do so. And I think that the the best way to eliminate that from our lives is twofold. Number one, putting rails uh, on our the environment that we're comparing ourselves in and putting guidelines and boundaries on it, meaning your social media use, scrolling with more intention and just ha- making a choice when you open up your feed, making a really intentional choice. What am I doing here? Am I here specifically to make connections? Am I here to specifically watch Jen's Instagram live? Am I here specifically to respond to a DM? Am I here specifically to create a post? Am I here specifically to respond to uh, messages under my posts? What am I here to do? And don't be just aimless without an intention on social because that gets very bad. And then we start scrolling and then we start comparing. And then the last thing is, you know, it's every day, but put it on a post-it and have it on your desk or have it, have it on uh, your phone or have it somewhere just to remind you a couple of things. Number one, it's never what it seems. Okay. So it might look like somebody's got the perfect life and the perfect situation and everything's great and fabulous. But I know for a fact that I have been around people. I have actually been around people that posted about their fabulous marriage or their incredible relationship or how much fun they're having on a vacation. I watched them do it. And then I knew that at that moment they were going through a divorce or they were having a serious argument or a serious fight. And then they posted that everything was perfect and beautiful and fine. Now to each his own, that's wonderful if they want to do that, that's fine. But it's our job to scroll with caution and to know that we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I also know business owners that post about how amazing their business is. And then they, t- they call me privately and they're like, Jen, I'm, I'm struggling with this thing. Can you help me? Um, we're actually about to go under or we're about to lose this part of our business or this is like really not working for us. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought you were crushing it. You know, so just please remember that you're looking at what people want you to see and you never know what's going on behind closed doors. That's important for you to know. It's like one of the reasons why I come here live every morning is to show you like, yes, I post. It's important to post your highlight reel. Like if if you want to be a speaker, if, if you want your business to be unbelievably like visible and successful, you want to post cool stuff that's happening. Uh, that's part of marketing, right? But at the same time, it is important to authentically connect and doesn't mean sharing all your dirty laundry. There's a section in my book called when not to be seen. I don't think everybody should be crying on social media, sharing their dirty laundry and sharing their open wounds that are not ready to be visible yet. I got a lot going on that I'm not sharing, but I do know that when I come on here and I put my makeup on and I've got a clean face and 
there's no lashes and there's no nothing. And we watch, you watch the process and we connect here in real life. I believe that I'm fulfilling one of my responsibilities that I really want to fulfill, which is to connect with you without the highlight reel, without the fancy speaking on stage or the curated content. Like we can just talk like real talk and I can share with you what's really going on. Uh, and I think that that's important when it comes to connection and building an audience, you want to have both. So pick and choose where you want to show your authentic self the most. Like I, I love, I mean, of course, like I'm showing my authentic self on my feed. Yes, but it is a little bit more curated. It is me on stage because that's what I want to do with my life. But when we come here, it's like, you know, you're going to get like Jen with her cow headband on just like answering questions and that that's okay. And there can be two sides of you. Um, but that's like, that's one of the reasons why I do this is because I want to make sure that you guys know that it's not all highlight really my whole life, like a hundred percent. No. And I hope that that helps you maybe a little bit, but then also it's like the moment that you start looking at the other guy in the race, you stop losing your race or you start losing your race. Right. Oprah says that's one of my favorite quotes that she says, I know many of you are just naturally competitive or you're naturally looking at the other, other guy. Like, what are they doing? Oh, is it working for them? Maybe I should try what's working for them. Focus on you. Focus with, get those blinders on and focus on your race because the best athletes are the, like, let's just talk about track athletes for a second. I know that the ones, like if you take one split second to look next to you when you're racing and when you're like trying to get to that finish line, you take one split second and you look that split second to look at that other, that other person next to you could cost you the entire race. And really at the end of the day, when you, uh, end up on your deathbed, when you're 125, 130, 150 years old, when 2023, now people are living a long time. Do you want to say that you didn't do something because you were so wrapped up in, in worrying that you weren't as good as somebody else, that you didn't, you didn't try or you didn't fulfill your dream or you didn't step into doing that thing that you wanted to do because you were so consumed with the fact that Sally from high school was uh, going to judge you. So you decided that you didn't want to, I don't know, whatever the reasons are that you're not, that you're thinking, or maybe you thought that somebody else had it already and did it already. So there wasn't space for you. Actually, the fact that somebody else already did something or is already doing something is proof that you can do it too. It's proof of concept. And I would lean into that FOMO. I talk a lot about this on stage, about leaning into FOMO and being grateful for the people who have done it before you because they're showing you the way. And uh, you can either hate them and we can either compare ourselves to them and think that we're not as good as them or we can be like, wow, I'm so inspired by that person. Holy crap. They did what I want to do. I'm going to lean into learning from them and studying every move that they made and see how I can also learn from their failures, their mess ups or whatever I can see online, like learn from how did they set up their landing page and not copy it, but just like learn. Why did they do that that way? I'm going to sign up for their course to see how they did it instead of comparing myself to them and saying like, oh, they've already done it. I can't do it. How do you let go of people who mean the world to you, but can't hold them close anymore? How did you shift your ritual not thinking of them? Well, I didn't not think of them. I still think of a lot of the people that I've let go in my life. But please remember that people come into our lives for seasons and reasons. This is what I've learned over time. And um, sometimes that season is a decade. Sometimes that season is a few months. Sometimes that season is a week. Sometimes that season is a, a, a few days. And sometimes that season is 50 years, a hundred years, your whole life. And, um, it's important to understand and know that if you're an evolving individual, meaning you're growing, you're evolving, you're wanting to grow. It is your desire to not stay the same. It is your desire to explore who you're becoming 
then you are going to evolve a lot faster than a lot of people in your life. You just are. It is the life that you chose. And I, it's a beautiful life. I'm, I'm telling you right now, like I always want to evolve. If I'm not growing and evolving, I feel like I'm dying. Like I just don't feel, I don't, I don't feel like I'm making the most out of this life that God has given me. I think we're meant to evolve. We are meant to change. We are meant to look for the next thing. I know that I get the most joy out of growth and evolution. If I'm not growing and searching and trying to be a little bit better, I'm just like not doing anything. Uh, And I don't feel that progression. And I've told you guys very many times that the big win at the end is never the fun part for me. The big win is the expectation of that thing of the putting the work in to get to that thing of all of the path, the steps that I have to take and the person that I need to become and the evolution that I need to create and all the hard work that I need to put in in order to get to that thing. So if you're somebody that really is into that game and into growth and into evolution, then you will ultimately have a little bit of a harder time holding on to relationships as you evolve, because the majority of the world, and I'm making a big statement, and I don't even know if the statement is accurate, but I would make a guess that the majority of people do not have that mindset. I'm going to guess that the majority of the people in the world. Um, and so you might start being friends with somebody at the beginning of your life experience, like before you went on this journey of growth, and you guys were in the greatest season ever to be friends. And it was amazing. I'm going to give you an example. There were so many friends that I had during my acting time of my life when I was an actor and I was a performer and I was in the Broadway national tour of The Wedding Singer. Uh, I was for five years. I, I, that was my TV show. For a year, I toured the country with, uh, with a show. And those people that I was friends with um, were all in a, a perfect season in life to be my friends then because we were all in the exact same season. We were all working actors trying to be better working actors. We were all in that space and we all very much had a similar mindset um, about about work, about abundance, about scarcity, about competition. It was all similar. It wasn't great, but it was similar, right? Like I'm not going to go ahead and tell you like, oh yeah, we had a great mindset about it. We actually had kind of a shitty mindset about it. It was more of like a scarcity mindset. And I had to have that mindset in order to grow into the mindset that I have today. Like it had to be that way, but we were definitely all in that together. And so it made sense for us to all be friends. And we stayed friends after tour and we stayed connected and we stayed hanging out until I really did definitely go on a different path. And they also started to go on a different path. But because we were friends for so long and we had this experience together that was so special and so deep, we we tried to keep putting the square peg in the round hole for our friendship. Even though I think we all felt like we were all moving in a different direction and we were all evolving in a different way. Like a couple of my friends were evolving into the direction of having kids and a family and getting married and all of that. And that's fantastic. And I was evolving more into becoming an entrepreneur and personal development and all of that stuff. And that's great too. And then I had another one that just really wanted to continue her acting career. And what was happening naturally was that our season of friendship was slowly ending. And now I I know that many people hold on to that season or they try to hold on to it for as long as possible, even when the season's over. And that's when you get into trouble because that's when the relationship just doesn't work and you're trying to, to make something work that doesn't. And that can cause resentment. That can cause a lot of pain. That can cause, um, a lot of just unnecessary drama because you're trying to keep a relationship that's just not there anymore. And so everybody involved is 
trying to make themselves be somebody that they're not, or they're trying to put themselves in positions where they don't really want to be in because they're really just going in a different direction. So what I did when I moved on from these friendships, which I'm so grateful for these friendships, they're the most amazing women in the world. And I still love them to this day. And I'm still so incredibly grateful for everything that they brought into my life. And if I saw them again, I would be so lovely and kind and incredible. But I knew that I had to start making friends with people that were doing something that was leading, like going in the direction of where I was going instead of where I had been. So instead of breaking up with these friends, I never broke up with them. I never called them and said, hey, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I just started delegating my time differently. I started going to different events and spending more time with people, different people. And because I was spending more time with different people, people that I felt like aligned more with the season that I was moving into, not the season that I was just in, it helped me to not have as much time to hang out with the friends that I knew just weren't doing it for me anymore. And I knew that I wasn't doing it for them either. We were both not doing it. We were all not doing it for each other, but we were holding on to it because of loss, a sunk cost fallacy, which is like we put so much work into this and so much energy. And we've been friends for so long that we need to stay friends, even though it was not working anymore. So something really interesting happened when I did that. I just slowly stopped calling them. I slowly stopped reaching out and I didn't have a massive dramatic breakup. It was just a slow, I'm just not gonna, I'm gonna spend my time in other areas. And you want to know what happened when I did that? They did the exact same thing. They stopped calling me. And I was like, well, if I don't reach out to these people, they're not going to reach out to me. So clearly this friendship is, is on its way to closing its, its season. And that's okay. That's okay. And it's, it's, it can be painful. It can be painful. It can hurt. But I promise you that if something is supposed to end, and you allow it to end, it means that something else is supposed to begin. There is never an ending without a new beginning. So all of the, the space that I opened up when I ended those friendships or when I allowed those friendships to shift into a different season allowed me to meet so many new amazing friends that I have now that have completely transformed my life in every way and brought me into the next season that I'm in. And, you know, and, and that's, that's how I look at relationships. And I never used to look at relationships this way. I used to have a really immature view of relationships that did not suit me clearly for so long. But once I allowed it to be more, more maybe an and, you know, more letting go, more allowing, like things don't have to be exactly as somebody said that they have to be when we were growing up, that you have to have your same best friend from, from elementary school. If you do, that's phenomenal. I know my grandma still has friends from elementary school and I think that's amazing, but they don't really get along. Like they don't really have the same topics to talk about all the time. I like, I know that my grandma, when she's arrived, she's in her nineties. I love talking about my grandma because she's so fabulous. But when she hangs out with her friends that she was friends with in kindergarten, like they're not like on the same page. They don't enjoy the same things. They don't have the greatest conversations. They're just still friends because they were friends since kindergarten. So they've got that special bond. But the people I know that she enjoys the most are the people that she's met over the past couple of years and, you know, at her club, um, that have a similar situation to her right now. And because those people are in this season of her life with her and, um, and they moved like, that's just what it is. And I'll give you one more example. My husband and I got married last year, right around this time. It's almost our one year anniversary, actually. Our one year anniversary is December 9th. 
And when I was planning my wedding, I, I strategically, I said to my, my parents, my family, I said to everybody, I said, I'm only inviting people to this wedding that I see moving into my future with me. So that meant there was a lot of people that I hadn't spoken to in years, but they were a big part of my past. And I know many people invite those people to their wedding, but I was like, I'm not going to invite those people because I haven't spoken to them in ages. And I only want to invite people that I'm going to move forward with that are going into the next season of my life with, that are going to be in the future with me and Chris. And so there were a lot of people that maybe got upset that they didn't get invited to the wedding. But I think that deep down, they probably felt like, okay, that we haven't spoken in a long time. We are in different seasons. We are in different directions. And it's okay because every single time you say no to something, you're opening space up for something else, including relationships. So I had a very small wedding. It was like, um, we probably had 60 people there, maybe 70 people. It was only people that were in my life in that season that I felt going forward into the next season would be really positive, important people in my life. And that's just what it is. And if you can understand that and you can allow that to be your reality instead of trying to hold on to things just because you feel like you have to, or because you feel like you owe it to somebody, I feel more fulfilled. I feel happier. I feel more in charge of my life. I feel more like I I don't get so upset over things or relationships ending as I used to. Like I get a lot less upset now. Again, this is just my experience. Listen, it is hard to break up with a friend. It is hard to break up with a relationship. It is hard to say goodbye to somebody that's been in your life for a long time. It is hard to make that realization that you're no longer in the same season. It's hard as hell, I'm sure. But the more that you do it and you realize that whenever you do do that, something good does come eventually. A good relationship will come eventually. Somebody a little bit more aligned with where you're going will come eventually and you will eventually realize why that season ended. It won't happen immediately. And I'm never, ever, ever going to tell you guys not to feel those feelings and and be in that because it's it's hard. And that goes back to the first conversation that we were having. Like, it's okay to feel into that, to feel into that um, that loss and grieve that friendship. But also... I would invite you to maybe be hopeful and excited for all the new friends that you're going to bring into your life in the new season that you're going into. How do you manage coming live every day and also posting very consistently without being demotivated? It's just become part of my routine. Once you start doing it every single day, it becomes part of your routine, but you have to do it for a long time in order for that to happen. I'm obsessed with sticking with the commitments that I make with myself. I know from experience how important that is. Every single time I tell myself I'm going to do something, whether that's go live or post, when I don't do it, I feel like shit when I get in bed at night. Like I feel like, oh my God, I'm not a confident person. And I I actually, I get demotivated when I don't follow through with the commitments that I set with myself. So if I say I'm going to do something, I follow through. So I, I, I set this commitment. And when I first started going live every day, it wasn't easy. It was really hard. And I had to move through that discomfort um, every day. Like it was really uncomfortable and really scary and demotivating when not a lot of people would show up. And I sometimes would feel like really nervous and scared. And um, when not a lot of people would show up, then I would get off and I would be like, oh, that that was fun. But like, oh, do I like are people ever gonna really join this? Like, is am I doing this for no reason? Um, but here's the thing: most people stop before the big hit. Most people get so demotivated because it's not working for them before it actually takes off. And that is such a travesty to me because we're, we're sitting around like this goes back to the comparison conversation. We're comparing ourselves to other people who've been doing things for years. 
right? Like you for years, posting for years, building their podcast for years, creating their brand for years, writing books for years. And you're looking at other people on the internet. If they're succeeding and you're FOMOing or you're comparing yourself to them, they've probably been doing it for a long time. They've probably had to put a ton of reps in and they probably just popped at one point. Like, like if I would have stopped doing this when I was feeling like, man, I'm not getting that much traction. I, I, oh, I I'm so glad I didn't. I would have never realized how great it could be. And and honestly, it's not even where it's going to be. It's not even, we're, we're like shippies. We are like, I have no doubt, like a year from now, could you imagine where we're going to be? But if I stop before the next year, like if I just stop that year, it's going to fly by and then I'm going to end up like, why did I stop? And for consistency online, you should be posting every day, not because of the engagement or the followers or the likes or the comments. It should have nothing to do with that. It should be for you. If you're just consistent, trying to get consistent with your posting, it should be about you sticking to that commitment every single day. And not worrying about how many people like it, not worrying about how many people comment. It's not about that. First of all, it's about two things. It's about number one, the person, that one person that might see it that day, that one person that needs to see it, that, one, that might become a client. It might be a huge opportunity, that one right person. So stop worrying about the metrics and the numbers and, and attaching your worth to the metrics and the numbers and all of that. Because if you do that, then you're not going to be consistent. And then the second thing that you're, that you should be caring about is just sticking to the commitments that you make with yourself. And if you say you're going to post something every single day, post something every single day, because every single time you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't do it, you're actually telling your subconscious mind that you don't trust yourself to follow through. You are actually like atrophying your confidence muscles when you do that. But every time you say you're going to do something and you follow through, and you do it like post every day for a week, you're going to feel amazing and confident at the end of that week. And I guarantee you something cool will happen as a result. And then you have a week in the bank of you posting, which is way more than a day. It's way more than zero. It's a week. So please keep going and don't stop before it pops. Don't. It just takes that one yes for it to pop and it'll pop. But if you stop before it pops because you're too obsessed with like, oh man, I only got one like on this video. I'm not going to post tomorrow. Then you're that much further away from it working. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.